The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at karm.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Schlick. I want to say thank you for listening. Now, yesterday I was out because I had to make a trip to Utah and help a friend out, and uh, it's kind of unexpected, but uh, it did it. Audio is not working. Is it working, Charlie? On this end? No. Okay, I don't know what's going on. I have to work on. Oh, I know what I got to do. Wait, I already, already did that. It should all work. Everything should be working. Don't know what's going on. I'll work on it later. All right, so. Um, so anyway, uh, did this trip, and then uh, Luke was supposed to, Luke's working? Okay, good. So Luke was supposed to take over the show, and he told me that he had all kinds of, of technical difficulties. And so, uh, you know, okay, well, that happened. So I'm back in the studio after a long day of driving, like 10 or 11 hours, 12 hours, up and back and doing stuff and having to uh, to help out. All right, so we went to a bank. We had to go to a bank down there. Long story short, we had to go to a bank. And uh, so my friend is taking care of business, and um, and I'm sitting there, and we're talking a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then this guy comes up afterward, and he goes, hey, are you Matt Slick? And uh, he heard my voice, and he recognized my voice. And uh, so, wait, wait, hold on, I'm going to check my uh, audio. I'll, I'll be checking it again here in a sec. And so I just want to give a shout-out, Jim Hagmeyer. Now, I, I hope I got the name right. I really really do hope I got it right because um, that'd be bad if I didn't so uh, I wrote it down right away I wrote it down right away and hopefully I got everything right and uh, that's that so there you go and uh, everything should be working you know I, I can't see anything wrong with the let me try that see if that helps any one adjustment for people don't know if that's any better on the uh, video they're watching. Anyway, Jim, it was nice meeting you. And you said you were talking to your wife. And you said to your wife, hey, I think it's Matt Slick there. And she suggested that you uh, say hi. And I'm glad you did. And so uh, shout out to Jim Hagmeyer. And hope I got the name right. I really do. Hope I, uh, I got it right. Anyway, there you go. If you want to give me a call, two open lines, 877-207-2276. All right. Let's just get on the air with, let's try this, Anthony from Virginia. Anthony, welcome you're on the air. Hey, Matt. I was wondering, um, did Jesus ever define save, saving faith as simply trusting in his salvific work on the cross or people admitting their sinners in need of a Savior? No, not in that sense, because he hadn't yet died when he talked about stuff. In John 14, 1, he says, Believe in God, believe also in me. So he is equating his the issue of belief and trust in God with himself. So he is in that roundabout way saying that. In John three sixteen, For God loved the world and gave his only begotten Son, whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So he's prophesying of the gospel message at that point that way. So there is... Uh, there, there's, there's that there, okay? But he doesn't ever clearly, during his earthly ministry, just say that, you know, trusting in his salvific work is what saves a person? Um, I'm trying to think of a verse that specifically says, uh, save a person. And I don't know if anything like that is, is in there. And so... 
I'm just curious if there is anything. And there's another verse at the back of my head, and, and I was thinking about it, and I can't remember it. Um, I was hoping it would come to front. Well, anyway. did did uh, did Jesus ever make any statements suggesting that people who attempt to attain salvation by following his commandments or the law are heretics who are adding works to salvation? No, he said to the uh, to the rich uh, ruler guy, he said, who asked him, what good thing must I do to be saved? And he said, follow the law. Because the man wanted to know what to do. He wasn't trusting in Christ or God at that point. He was trusting in himself. And Jesus was answering him according to his own self-righteousness, which is often the case. When you construct God in your own image and mind, he'll work with you and let you have what it is you want. But if you're going to trust in the true God, and put all your faith and hope in Christ, you'll be okay. And this is why that man uh, failed, because he couldn't do all that was necessary and required of the law, and Jesus pointed it out, okay? Right, but he, I'm just, sometimes I hear people say that when, when people claim that salvation is, is basically merited through uh, following the commandments or trying to follow the law, that's heresy. But I don't see, did Jesus ever condemn these people as adding works to his salvific, uh, action? Yes. Yes. In Matthew seven twenty two and 23, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, do we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, perform any miracles? And I'll say to them, I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of iniquity. So, on the day of judgment for salvation, the people were appealing to their own works, and Jesus condemned them. Right, but right before that, he says only those who deal, do the will of the Father are are granted entrance into heaven. So it it just appears to me that these people aren't doing the will of God. But what is the will of the Father? To follow what Jesus taught about obeying Show the law, the commandments. Show me a verse. Well, Anytime. you you, rec you realize Jesus will excuse me, Matthew, excuse me, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. Show me the scripture. I, you you ask me, where does it say? I'm giving you verse after verse after verse. You make a statement, I ask for the verse, and you ignore it and you go on to something else. So don't do that. All right, well, Give me the verse. All right, in, Ma in Matthew 5.18, Jesus says, Heaven and earth shall pass away before the least part of the law passes away until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever nullifies one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to the same shall be okay. called least in heaven. But whoever keeps them and teaches others to do them will be called great in heaven. So he, he's okay. clearly equating uh, status in heaven with the law, which shall not pass away until, you know, the okay. earth and the heaven will pass away. So here's a question. Here's away. a question. Here's, here's a question. Where does it say you're saved by doing those commandments in, those, in that pericope? Uh, it says it right there. Well, I mean, you're, if you if, yeah, because okay. it says, it, hold on. It, it says you're Anthony, right. Hold on, Anthony. It doesn't say that you're saved by doing the commandments. It just says the law will not pass away, which means all that's prophesied about Christ and everything in what Christ has said will be accomplished. It's not going to fail. No, well, says, I think he was talking about the, the Ten Excuse Commandments. Me, Anthony. Anthony, you need to let me finish, okay? All right, come on. Because you're not listening, you're not hearing. You have an agenda of a false gospel. What church do you go to? Where does Jesus say I'm teaching on what false church gospel? Do you go to? What church do you go to? I don't go to any church. You don't go to any church. Is Jesus Christ God in flesh? Um, is is I don't Jesus know. God in flesh? You don't know. Is the Trinity one God and three distinct simultaneous co-eternal persons? Uh, it doesn't appear to me, no. And is justification by faith alone? Where I'm asking you if Jesus teaches that and you haven't shown me where he does. 
okay, I asked you, is justification by faith alone? I don't know. I'm trying to find out. Where does, where does Jesus teach that? Oh, right. You want me to show you where he teaches it? Yeah, where does if Jesus I show teach you, that? If I show you, will you repent and believe? If I show you where Jesus teaches justification by faith without works, if I show it to you, yeah. will you believe it? Yeah, yeah, if you, if you can okay. prove it to me. Everybody, everybody's heard you say it. Let's see if you're a man of your word. Luke 18, 9. And he also told this parable to some people who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and viewed others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and was praying this to himself, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, swindlers, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of all that I get. But notice, Jesus is, this is what Jesus is teaching. This man, this Pharisee, is a righteous man. He believes in God. Look at all the great things he's doing. Okay, he's humble. He's, hey, I, I pay tithe. I fast. I, I'm not a swindler. I do all this good. Okay. Jesus goes on, but the tax collector, standing some distance away, was even unwilling to lift up his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, the sinner. And Jesus says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. So, the Pharisee who had faith and works is condemned, and the one who just confessed by faith and trusted is the one who's justified. There you go. Luke 18, 9 through 14. Are you now going to repent and believe the truth? No, because I've, seen, I've heard this argument before, and it seems what's happening to me is that the tax so, collector has humbled Anthony, himself before God and repented Anthony, of... Anthony. Yeah. Okay. So, did the tax collector do any good works? Is it any list uh, of good works there? No, it Are doesn't. There, okay. So then there's no works listed. It's just his faith in God, his trust and his hope in God, and he's justified. Now, are you going to repent? Well, I, I think that the tax collector has repented, is the point. You have to repent of your sins, which okay. he seems like he's doing. So he, it's an attitude. Did he do any good works? No. I, I, don't think, I don't think people are justified by their works salvifically. I think they're justified by repentance. Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. That an atheist who repents could be justified. A Mormon who repents could be justified. And they believe in false things. So I'm showing you from Scripture, you're denying the Scriptures. You're also denying who Christ is. Now, Jesus is God in flesh. You're denying that. And so... Okay, you if, you want to set up a formal, if you want to set up a formal debate with me, I'll debate you on that. Well, and so uh, the debate would last about two minutes after I showed you. All right, what the well, let's do it. Says. Let's do it then. All right, let's debate it, Matt. Does, do we have to believe Jesus is God to be saved? I'll do it. Okay. Uh, right now, you ready? Jesus says, "Unless you believe that I am, you'll die in your sins." John eight twenty four. Do you believe he right, is the I am? Let's set up the debate then. Right now. Where do you, do you want to do it or do not? You believe right now. Do you believe he's the I am? I want. I want a formal debate, equal time responses. Will you debate me? right now I'm asking you on this Here topic. It is for everybody do you affirm or do you deny that Jesus is the I am he says unless you believe that I am he's, you will die in your sins do you affirm or deny it I deny that's what he's claiming okay all right so you just lost it. so I just read you the verse and it's a quote from him and then you says you deny what he's what he's claiming there do you want he said and he said he said unless you believe that I am you'll die in your sins and you're denying what he said do you want to formally debate me on this with equal time responses? 
Goodbye. <clears throat> if he can't even answer that question right there and he wants to have a formal debate, it's a waste of time. Sorry. All right. Let's get to, let's see, Paul from North Carolina. Paul, welcome. You're on the air. How's it going, Matt? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Just dealing with obstreperous, ignorant people who don't want to believe the truth of God's word and then arrogantly trying to and challenge me when they can't even answer a basic question. Yeah. That's all. yeah, I think the perfect response for him would have been the thief on the cross. No words, yeah. no repentance. He just believed, and Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. Uh, he would have said, um, then the, the common response with that is, oh, the, he had to repent, as though the repentance is what makes him right before God. And that, that's the problem, yeah. because repentance is compliance with the law. If you're lying and you ch you stop lying, you're, the Bible says don't lie. So you're complying with the law in your repentance, or you're saved by your works. So, yeah, it's just, and then I get people who challenge me all the time. We've actually got uh, something I've got to release here this week uh, for people who want to debate me. They have to go through a form on CARM, and they have to answer the questions on CARM. I'm not going to bother. And when any willy-nilly guy comes up and goes, oh, I debate you. Just answer this question. Let's see if you can do this. And he couldn't even answer the question. You know, we're done. He's not even believing what Jesus said. He wants to debate. It's called arrogance. All right, buddy, what do you got? Uh, a guy I was stationed with, uh, he's definitely kind of along the lines of the previous caller. Um, okay. And he's saying that God's love is not unconditional to people who do not choose him or follow Hold on. him. Okay, you're, you're breaking up, and we got a break. I want you to get in a better better place to talk because you're breaking up really bad. We'll talk about this, okay? Three open lines if you want to give uh, give me a call, 877-207-2276. Be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Right, everyone, welcome back to the show. Hey, I just want to let you know that we stay on the air by your support. Please consider supporting us. All you have to do is go to carm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G, on the right-hand side. Well, actually, it used to be the old side. I'm so used to saying that. At the bottom of the page, actually, or you, uh, you'll see the word donate on the left-hand side in the menu. Or you can just go to carm.org forward slash donate. And, uh, you know, we asked $5. That's, I hope that's not too much. And uh, we're hoping that we can get a 1,000 people to do that. If we can, can then we can uh, meet our bills, which includes paying the missionaries in other countries to do the work uh, that, that I do. They do the same thing, except without radio, but they do the same thing in uh, their respective countries. So I just want to let you know about that. If you want to support us uh, and you like what you hear, please keep us on the air, all right? Uh, at becarm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash, um, forward slash uh, donate. All right, there you go. Let's get on the back on the air here with Paul. Paul, welcome. You're on the air. Yeah, um, like I said, I have a buddy. He's like a previous scholar. Yeah. And he was saying that God's love is not unconditional because those who don't choose him go to hell. Wait, it's not unconditional because they choose him, they don't go to what? It's confusing That's to me. Say it again. What was that again? Right. He's saying that God's love is that God's love is not unconditional because the people who do not choose to follow him and accept him as Lord and Savior go to hell. Well, yeah, God's love is not unconditional. 
uh, it's conditioned. It, it, see, there's different ways you can understand this. The, the love of God in one sense is not conditioned on anything. In Matthew 5, 43 through 48, he uh, lets the rain and the sun shine on the good and the bad. And, it's, and uh, he's talking about loving your neighbors and how God is. And so in a general sense, God loves everyone. And that's unconditional. In a salvific sense, his right. loving, his saving love, that is conditioned. And it's conditioned on the work of Christ and faith in Christ. Okay? Right. That's what I was trying to tell him, that he, he's not getting the picture. Yeah, it, just tell him. Because, you, you know, love is used in different ways and different contexts. And so, in, in some sense, it, you know, the love of God is for the unbeliever and the atheist as well. Uh, for the baby uh, abortion killers and uh, baby killer, you know, and the the pro homosexuals and uh, the people who are doing other things that are ungodly and against sound doctrine and teaching, uh, God loves them in the sense that He lets them breathe and have air, and uh, He's kind to them and merciful to them, and we're to be the same way with them, to be kind and merciful as well. Uh, but uh, in a salvaf- salvific love, no, they don't possess that. And they do possess and will have the uh, wrath of God abide on them, as uh, Romans three sixteen seventeen talks about in 18. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. All right, man. God bless, buddy. All right. Sure. Hey, folks, if you want to give me a call, four open lines, 877 oh, 877-207-2276. We're having audio problems. I was reading something while I'm talking. Try to multitask, and sometimes it doesn't work very well. If you want to give me a call, four open lines. Let's get to Elijah from Pennsylvania. Welcome. You're on the air. Hey, man. How you doing today? <laughs> what a day. <laughs> There's a lot, a lot going on. At any rate, so... <laughs> So what do you got, buddy? <clears throat> yeah, um, uh, I, I remember uh, I, I watched one of your uh, debates. I think it was against because uh, I saw you debate and and Unitarian and a Muslim before, and and with both of them, you had said that uh, uh, the scriptures say that the greatest act of love is putting your life down for the people that you love, and you yes. said since they don't believe that that uh, Jesus is God in flesh, then that means that their their uh, Unitarian God is uh, outdone uh, by a creature. And so I was I, I was thinking of you know you know you know if I were to say that to you know a Unitarian or a Muslim, uh, how would they respond to me? And uh, and I thought about you know you know a possible response that they uh, that they might say to me. And I want to know how, how would you respond to this? How, how would you respond to this? And I know and I know this might Sorry. sound. Uh, blasphemous, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm not trying to sound blasphemous, All but right. it might sound blasphemous. Okay, so uh, since G- Jesus uh, died on the cross for the sins of the world, He's got in flesh, and the Father and the Holy Spirit didn't do that. Uh, does this mean that the Father and the Holy Spirit were outdone by the second person of the Trinity? <laughs> yeah, that the problem with that is they don't understand the doctrine of the Trinity and God being one one essence, one thing. It's called divine simplicity. And that the manifestation of God is in three distinct simultaneous persons. And so uh, the unity inside of the Trinitarian communion cannot be broken and the essence cannot be broken. So there's a real sense in what is experienced by one is experienced by all uh, because of the doctrine of perichoresis where each individual person or each person interdwells the other. So uh, um, when when we say that the greatest act of love is lay one's life down for his friend, then we can say that God is the one who did that on the cross, in the pro- in the 
proximate sense because he is the one in Christ and Jesus is God the word uh, which was with God yet was God made flesh and uh, dwelt among us and so uh, the problem there is uh, the Muslims often don't understand what they're criticizing and this is something I say to them a lot when I talk to them uh, they will uh, they'll complain and I will tell them I said look you, you don't understand what you're criticizing you know I'll be good. and I do this a lot but with atheists and I do it with Muslims and I'll say here you've got someone who's trained who's been defending this for a long time and who can teach it and I'm just telling you that I would be willing to work with you and teach you what we actually believe and not what you think it is are you interested I've never had a single single atheist or Muslim to ever take me up on it they don't want to know they're not interested in knowing this is how the universal uh, thing has been so you're gonna just find that that's the case so anyway when you uh, when you talk about that and you deal with that with them that's what's gonna happen but that's the answer it deals with the issue that called divine simplicity perichoresis you need to study those okay okay Makes yeah, sense. Um, uh, can I ask one more question you just did ask another <laughs> okay. Um, um, yeah, my other question was, was about the house of Eli. Uh, I'm not. I'm not as you know. I don't. I don't know that much about you know the mm -hmm. Old Testament. So I was wondering, is the house was the house of Eli part of the twelve tribes of Israel? Because I know. I know that you. You know, you quoted First yes. Samuel three fourteen uh, before yeah. about them. You know, not having their sins uh, forgiven forever. So you know, I was just curious about that. Yeah, yeah if I understand, he is because he's an Israelite. You know, and is going through atoning uh, work and sacrificial works. So he's, he's part of that, and then you know, as it says in First Samuel three fourteen, God says, "I've sworn to the house of, uh, to the house of Eli, that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be atoned for by sacrifice or offering, forever." So that means Jesus could not have atoned for them. So yeah. So does that okay. mean that uh, that uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, does that mean like the house of Eli uh, uh, basically was, I guess kicked out of the 12 tribes no it doesn't say that it just says the house of Eli's sins won't be atoned for by sacrifice or offering forever that's what it says and I don't know if he was kicked out because I've read the whole context in a long time but that's what it says now here's a question that we related to that does that mean all of his descendants well no it's talking about those who had committed the sin right there in that house alright buddy oh Yep. All right, man. All right, thank you. All right, man. God bless. Hey, we got <laughs> messing up today. We have four open lines. If you want to give me a call, eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. We'll be right back. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Let's get back on the air here. Let's find uh, Chuck from North Carolina. Chuck, welcome. You're on the air. Hello, Matt. Uh, Hello. Praise the, praise the Lord for your ministry. I just wanted, wanted to say that the way you uh, dealt with the first caller was wonderful. You gave a great presentation of the gospel to him, and he refused. It's his fault, yeah, Matt, not yours. Yeah, he... And you did a good job, and the Lord is pleased with you. 
Well, thank you. I have met many and encountered many, many people like that where I, I was testing him to see if he would just believe what the Scripture says. He doesn't. And then he wants to arrogantly challenge. Uh, it, it, what tells me, I read him something from the Scripture, he doesn't care. It's only his belief. It's just like, go away. You know, go away. I'm just done. I, I just don't need that. So, that's all. Right. It's his own wicked heart. And if, he does, if he's yeah. listening, if he doesn't repent and believe, trust the Lord, he's going to burn in hell forever. I just want to let him know that. That's right. And I told him, I said, hey, would you just, I quoted Jesus. And he said he didn't believe what, what Jesus yes. said there. What? what? Yep. Okay, you want to debate me? Well, what does he want to believe? Yeah, what does he want to believe? Does he want to? Yep. Sure. I can see where he's going. You're right. Yeah, I get tired of stuff. I do. I get tired of people like that. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I I am the caller who called you a couple weeks ago. Uh, I can't read very good anymore. Uh, No complaints. And and that good. I, 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 I was the one that you were talking about, uh, well, what it boiled down to was uh, Calvinist and non-Calvinist. Okay. I'm not a Calvinist, and I, what did I say? I, I didn't believe in Calvinism, and you said call okay. back, and I should have prayed yeah. the weekend, but... It's all right. So what, what's your question? I don't you on the... Well, all right. my don't question worry. is, that, well, more of a statement uh, is that uh, I don't know how to... If I, 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 I could debate you that well with it, because like Philippians three, I mean one twenty nine, Acts three sixteen, I can't answer those questions, Matt. And it's not because I don't have a rotten heart towards it. I, uh, I just uh, can't answer them good. And but I believe the overall balance of Scripture says, "Whosoever will may come." And, yeah, I agree. You know, whoever, whoever will come, come to Christ. Whoever will, that's right. Oh, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's just I, I I couldn't debate with it, good with it, and I definitely don't want to break fellowship with you <laughs> over that. No, that's I honestly fine, don't. I don't want to get in some fight or something. I don't want to do that, and I am going to. Just so what's here. so? I one you, time. Do you have a question though? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, do you have a well, question though? Well, no other questions, I guess. I wanted to just give you a shout-out on the okay. way you handled the first caller. Well, and I try to be patient uh, with you, them. Need, we, all need our, we all need encouragement, right? Yes, you yes. Need, oh, and, boy. And good. Boy, do I need you encouragement. You did great. You well, have a great ministry, Matt. Praise the Lord for it. Praise the Lord. Well, praise God. Okay. You know, he, get, he gets the glory. We're taking a... Yes, he does. He, he worked center. at all that. He worked, yeah, he worked through you answering that person, so it's all of him. We're yeah. just vessels, willing vessels, willing vessels, but right. vessels. Okay, okay, Matt, I'll let you dump all right, another brother. important caller on the line for you. Okay, brother. Well, probably not as important as you, but that's all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get to him. <laughs> okay, brother. All right, we'll see you. See you later, Matt. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Three open lines. 877-207-2276. Well, now we have four open lines. 877-207-2276. Let's get to Rudolph from Raleigh, North Carolina. Welcome. You're on the air. 
Yes, sir. Did Mother Teresa ever renounce Catholicism? Mother Teresa? I don't think so. Nothing I'm aware of. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I, I didn't know. Well, oh, if she night. didn't, let me ask you a question. Here's a question. If she did not, is she in heaven or hell when she died? <laughs> if she didn't denounce or let go of Catholicism, she can't be in heaven because they don't believe correctly. So I don't think she, she is. I, don't, I mean, I don't. I don't either. Is that right? Yeah, that's what you think. That's right. That's what you think. Is it correct? Oh no! Oh no! 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 no. Hold on! I said you said that's what you think. I said is that right? I go. Yeah, it is what you think. I also agree with you. I don't believe she's in heaven either. If she died believing Catholicism, uh, she's she's in hell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, she did a lot of good things on a human level. But that's not the issue. The issue is, um, was she saved? You know, did she trust in Christ right. and Him alone? And I just don't believe right. she did. If she, because official Roman Catholic theology is, is I don't know what's the right word. It's damnable. It teaches false a false gospel. So, you know, it just does. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. I knew if anybody would. No, you would, but thank you. God bless. What? God talk to you All right. Well, All God right. bless. Hey, folks, we have five open lines. Nobody waiting. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Now, what I said about Mother Teresa might have shocked a lot of people. And it's not because I'm trying to be shocking or mean or anything. I mean, people look at her, a frail little old lady doing all these great things and sacrificing. How could she not go to heaven? Well, whether or not someone does good or bad doesn't get that person to heaven. The only way to be forgiven of your sins is through faith in Jesus Christ. Faith and trust in what he did alone and not adding anything to it. Unfortunately, the Roman Catholic Church teaches heresy. In paragraph 1821, it says, In every circumstance, each one of us should hope, with the grace of God, to persevere to the end and to obtain the joy of heaven as God's eternal reward for the good works accomplished with the grace of Christ. So heaven is a reward for your good works that you accomplish with the, Christ, uh, the grace of Christ. So in other words, good works get you to heaven. And it's, you know, it's a false teaching. And fortunately, it's just a, it's a very false teaching. And uh, let's see. It also says, uh, paragraph 816, for it is through Christ's Catholic Church alone, which is the universal help towards salvation, that the fullness of the means of salvation can be obtained through the Catholic Church alone. Well, why not just go to Jesus? I don't understand this. How could anybody teach that? It's only through our church that salvation, the fullness of salvation, can be obtained. Well, Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. He says, come to me. 
And that's Matthew eleven twenty seven, Luke ten twenty two. Uh, just read, you know, twenty seven twenty eight. Read, read the the verses. Jesus says, "Come to Him and trust in Him. Believe in God. Believe also in Me." The questions I ask Him is your faith and trust in what Jesus did on the cross sufficient to save you, to forgive you of your sins? Simple. But the Roman Catholic Church denies that. It says in paragraph, uh, oh man, twenty sixty eight. That's right. It says that you obtain salvation through faith, baptism, and the observance of the commandments. It's just ridiculous. And so, it, you know, it's teach. I'm sorry, but it's just teaching a false gospel. And yes, I am condemning the entire Roman Catholic Church as being apostate and false, and teaching a false gospel, and leading millions to damnation. Yeah, I am teaching that. Because that's what I believe. I don't say it casually. I don't say it happily. I don't say it with joy. It's sad. It is sad. Check this out. Paragraph 2036 of the Catechism. The specific precepts of the natural law, because their observance demanded by the Creator, is necessary for salvation. The natural law, the precepts of the natural law, is necessary for salvation. The Ten Commandments in paragraph 2070 uh, contain a privileged expression of the natural law. So paragraph 2036 says that the keeping of the natural law commandments is necessary for salvation. Those commandments are expressed in the Ten Commandments. Paragraph 2070 says that. So the Catholic Church is teaching salvation by faith and works, and therefore teaches a false gospel and therefore all who believe in its false gospel are eternally damned mother teresa or anybody faith in christ is enough look if anybody points you to something other than jesus don't believe them to their church their prophet their restoration don't believe them trust jesus okay we'll be right back after these three after these messages three open lines 877-207-2276 It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Just want to remind you, we stay on the air by your support. Please consider supporting us. All you got to do is go to carm.org, C-A-R-M dot O-R-G forward slash donate. We really would appreciate it. We do need that, and we stay on the air by your support. So just giving you a heads up. Thank you. Hey, let's get to Vincent from North Carolina. Vincent, welcome. You're on the air. Yes, sir. How are you this evening, Matt? Oh, man, I'll tell you. I got a lot of stuff, <laughs> lot of stuff going on, yeah. right? From obstreperous callers yeah, to yeah, just everything to do. Well, God is able. God is able. Yes, we he struggle. Is. God. God is able. That's um, right. My like question that. my question was about ministering to family. Um, they know your yeah. shortcomings and all your piccadillies. Yeah. Uh, so it seems harder for them to hear you, but hear me. Um, yep. I, I try to live a godly life. Of course, I fall all over, all over myself, um, but I still love the Lord, and I know Him, yeah. and I hear Him. I, it was a while where I didn't hear Him for a minute because I was sinning, um, but now that I'm pulled, pulling away, the more I read, the further away from the sin I get, and I'm getting more and more sensitive to the sins of my family wow. members. I'm not judging them, 
I'm not condemning them, but I'm trying to persuade them that the time is not, a, we don't have a lot of time to get things together. Even if we have years before he comes back, we still don't have a lot of time because we could die today. Um, right. But I'm trying to, my fiance and I have two adopted kids. Well, we haven't adopted them yet, but we're working on getting things mm -hmm. legal and get married and adopt children. Um, get out of the adulterous, sinful realm that we're in. But we've been living together for quite some time. Um, okay, let me tell you right now, if you want to serve God, you want to do what's right before Him, you get out. You you don't live in sin. If you want to honor Him first, you do what you got to do Amen. quickly. And, and you say, hey, yeah, hon, love you. We're not doing this anymore. You need to be a godly Christian man. Is she a Christian? She is, but she's All right. it's hard to tell. Okay. It's hard to tell. <laughs> well, let's just okay. say uh, you need to have a, a big sit down with her and just tell her how it is that uh, you're going to honor God before you honor her. And uh, by honoring God, you can honor her, but he has to come first. And that uh, you're moving out, or whatever the situation is. You stay with whoever you got to do couch surfing if you have to until you guys get married. You need to go to a church. You need to have the counseling with a pastor and things like that. You got to do this right. See, and if then, you're willing to take, if you're not, if you're willing to take from her what doesn't belong to you before you're married, why should she trust you after you're married? If you claim to be a Christian. Understood. Yeah. Hey, it's just hard truth, you know, and uh, it's not. I'm yeah, not sir. pointing fingers at you, you know, because. Oh no, I don't mind. Hey, <laughs> well, I'm just telling you. I want men to be men. I want men to be godly men. And hey, hey we screw up. That's that's no. I mean, I got it. Okay, you and I could sit down together, and we could. Oh, you think that's bad? Listen to this. We could do that for a couple hours. But the uh, the no. issue is those things that are within our direct control, by which we have the ability to repent to elevate our spouses, our wives, our, our female uh, you know, friends, to, to be wives, whatever. We need to honor them in such a way that they see the character of God in you before they ever say, I do. That has to happen. You've got to demonstrate that to her. All right? Even if it's hard on you. That's a man of character. So be a man of character by following Jesus first. And do what's necessary. All right, buddy? Go make me come out there and talk to you. Hey, come on, brother. <laughs> I'll talk to you, point my finger at you if you don't. I mean, I'll, yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind. I need that in my life. I need some strict men, some men to be men. Yeah. Men, uh, exactly. Yeah, men. men need men. Not manby pamby yeah, man. trans whatever. You know, guys with pink hair that walk around sauntering. Yeah. Men. No, I, Go ahead. I can't do that. <laughs> me either. Yeah, man. but I had one more thing I wanted to say. I've been listening to your show for quite some time. Right. I love that you're straightforward. You're brutally honest. Um, that's the only way I see things should be. But I was wondering, sometimes people get under your skin. I get that. Um, I, I was reading a scripture where it said we are to, if we find a, a man in fault, we are to, hold on, it's in Galatians chapter 6, I believe it is, yeah. where you you... I don't want to be wrong. Uh -oh. Yeah, six one. If anyone's caught in trespass, you are spiritual. Restore him in gentleness, right? Well, mm -hmm. And sometimes it sounds like you get a little harsh. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah, but sometimes it's all right. I do. 
no I hey no but it's it's okay it's okay for you to say it because I work on it I'm always working on trying to be as gentle but you know what it's not easy because I'll tell you a lot of people don't know this but um, I've had death threats I've been swatted we've had lawsuits that's going on my wife's health is in really bad shape the ministry let's just say is straining in this economy there's a lot of pressure on me and then I call <laughs> get calls sometimes and just to be honest hey you know I try and be patient though most people say I'm pretty patient but every now and then you get an abstractors yeah, you know, in but I just wanted to let you know that I'm praying for you because I you are it. a necessity on this planet God knows what he's doing he put Matt Slick right where he needs to be and I appreciate it because you took the place of Hank the answer man I think his name yeah. was yeah Hank with Orthodox yeah, anyway, yeah but but I'm I'm praying for him too that he comes to his senses. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was on the I, right I, path, but he was on the right path. But just because yeah. he strayed, you know, this it, it still makes him. It doesn't make him any less our brother. It just he just went the wrong way. And oh, I'm praying that the prodigal son comes home. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, I have been too. <laughs> but um, I'm just praying for you all, and I'm hoping that you guys can you pray for me now that you know me. Um, All right. Because I really we got a lot of people this, listening. This, this satanic world that we live in is not playing, and I'm not either. I'm tired of playing games. I'm ready to get down with it because it's gonna it's gonna hurt, but it's all right, you know. Because yeah. I don't mind giving my life, as long as uh, if I could if I could just lead one person to Christ, it's worth my life. That's how I. Amen. Feel. Well, that's you know? a good attitude. I used to say that yeah, all the time when I was younger. Even if it's just by this one, if that's what God would, it's all worth it. Of course, it's all worth it without that because we're serving God. But yeah, I get Amen. you. Amen, bro. I'm so anxious. I'm so anxious. I mean, they don't be anxious for anything. But I can't help it. I, I see the glory of God coming. I see the heavenly realm, the angels, Peter, Moses, all of the patriarchs of the past. And I see us all coming together, billions and billions of people shouting and screaming, praise Amen. God. And it's, it's overwhelming to know this. And then look around you. When you come off of that high and you look around you and you see this mess that we live in. And to know that I, I, put, I, partake, I partook in that mess. Well, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, 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 it's a miracle. I'll put it that way. It's a miracle that any of us. All right, yeah, brother. Well, we got callers waiting, but hey, yes, you sir. pray for you us. Yeah, have a good evening. We can pray for you too. Okay, man. You too. God bless. Okay. Amen. All right. All right. Let's get to Ken from Wake Forest. Ken, welcome. You're on the air. Well, thank you. I, I want to say I respect uh, what you're saying. Uh, mm -hmm. It takes a lot of courage. Uh, but can you hear me? Yes. Okay, uh -huh. uh, they, I, I'm getting a lot of feedback on the phone. So, okay. so uh, uh, the Catholic thing you said, now, mm -hmm. I've known a lot of Catholics, and I understand the flaws in it and, and everything like that, but all of them don't believe exactly what you said. I mean, everything about the, the faith. It's, it's a religion. It's... It's, they were raised in the Catholic Church. They, they, uh, 
they don't know anything else, basically. But a lot of them do believe in Jesus. So when you say that yes, but. if you go to church in the Catholic, I mean, hold on, hold on. You got to hear me out. If they okay. believe official Roman Catholic theology regarding salvation, they can't be saved. That's what I say. Official. That's not to say there aren't Christians who are actually Catholic. Well, you, you should okay. you should really specify that because I, I mean, do. don't you think say we're it, better say it off? Regularly. We're better off regularly. for them to be around. I mean, they do a lot of great things. I've known a lot of Catholics. Okay, okay, hold and, on, hold 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 on, Ken. I'm just going to say this: official Roman Catholic theology regarding salvation is Antichrist. That's it. Anybody right. who believes official Roman Catholic theology is going to hell when they die, because it's a false gospel. That's well, I'm it. glad you clarified that for me. Okay. I'm glad you clarified that for me, because I, that, that's not what I actually heard. But, you know, I, I misheard you. I misinterpreted what you were saying. But um, uh, there's a lot of, you know, there's some Muslims, I'm sure, believe in Jesus, but that is no, can't don't. say it. Well, they then can't they say be Muslim. It. That'd be real, probably. Okay, Ken, Ken, then they wouldn't be Muslim, all right? Okay? Well, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, but we've got other callers. We're going to move along. We've got about three minutes left, okay? All right, man. Appreciate okay. it. Okay, God bless. All right, let's get to Tommy from Utah. Hey, Tommy, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, how you doing, Matt? Oh, I'm doing. <laughs> what do you got, man? I know. I I'm just one of your biggest fans. I uh, use your resources uh, always, and the the whole thing about salvation. And I was uh, born and raised LDS, and uh, that's all I need to say about that. But uh, I just uh, talked to our Sunday school through the Book of Galatians, and it's really wow. plain in. Uh, chapter 5 verse 4 any work mm -hmm. that you add to Christ equals damnation period there's no other way to look Excellent. at it you can't you can't uh, you can't rectify it you can't justify it you can't make it better by saying something different amen Galatians 5 1 through no. uh, 1 through 4 is what I go through when I talk about that very issue, so you nailed it, man. You nailed it. Good job. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, and and the fact that to me, I stopped. Uh, I'm going to say debating LDS people because I try to talk to them, and all it ends up being is a debate. Mm -hmm. and then it ends up just being an argument, and then mm -hmm. nobody wins an argument. And so yeah. it only comes down to one thing and one thing alone, uh, which your first caller was really out of bounds with is that if you do not know that Jesus is God and always has been God, you cannot be saved. Amen, brother. That's right. Um, I you just, deny that. I just this to, guy do. That's yeah. Right. Go ahead. So I was just trying to, I was just calling to, to give you a little pep talk, thinking, telling you, you just, you just do a wonderful job. I love listening to you. I learned so much. And uh, like I say, you use your website all the time. Um, good. for my Sunday school class and it's been uh, a blessing well, so God, God bless you and thank you for what you do and thanks for calling appreciate it keep up the good work brother and there's the music oh we're out yep. of time thanks God a lot Tommy 
All right. Hey, sorry about that, Bonnie from Greensboro. Please call back tomorrow. And Jay from Dallas. Sorry about that, too. Ran out of time. Please give me a call tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I hope you all have a great evening. I hope the Lord blesses you. And by His grace, look back on here tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. Have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you later. God bless. Bye. Another program powered by the Truth Network.